This podcast is made possible by the following sponsors. Speedy Market. And, most dear actors, eat no onions nor garlic, for we are to utter sweet breath. Can't stand the smell inside your mask a second longer? Swing by Speedy Market, your neighborhood place to refresh your palate with a terrific variety of groceries and unmatched customer service. And Terra Firma Building and Remodeling. We believe that Shakespeare posed big questions and that the answers are often found right in our community. Like, who builds stronger than a mason, a shipwright, or a carpenter? Answer, Terra Firma Building and Remodeling. The houses they make last till doomsday. Terra Firma Building and Remodeling, your trusted neighborhood general contractor for all of your residential construction needs. And MN Podcasting. All the world's a stage and all the men and women merely players. Have you got a story worth telling? A library of industry knowledge to share with your field? MN Podcasting can provide you with a platform and turn all the world into your audience. And Colossal Cafe. Now, good digestion weight on appetite and health on both. Colossal Cafe. Serving delicious, made-from-scratch meals and treats at their Como and Grand Avenue locations. Takeout, take-and-bake, and delivery available. Also open for indoor dining. Colossal Cafe, where mirth becomes a feast. And by the generosity of community members. Thanks to the following individuals and families. Regula and Michael Russell. Marilyn Benson and Tim Wooling. Claire Grimal. Kit Gordon, Elizabeth Stallman, Janae Bott, the Meg Kersey and Brian Isaacson family, and the Lisa and Andy Sackreiter family. Upstart Crow Youth Shakespeare Troupe presents Lend Me Your Earbuds, a pandemic Shakespeare podcast. Episode 2, Julius Caesar, live from the Capitol. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your earbuds. It's the Ides of March, and I'm Octavia Neomius, reporter for the Conservative News Service the Republic of Rome Forum, where if you're a true believer in the Republic for which we stand, then you call yourself a Republican. I come to you live from the Capitol, where we will shortly hear the funeral of Julius Caesar. I am told that there will be two speakers, Senator Brutus Romneus and Rudy Antony, close friend of the deceased, and that the funeral will be town hall style. For those of you just tuning in, this is Octavia Neomius, live at the Capitol, where today we have seen the forceful removal of the top Republican, Julius Caesar. Hopefully, we will soon be able to move past this political theater and return to the important work of the Senate, like infrastructure. The halting of aqueduct and road building is, of course, wreaking havoc on our economy. It's time to move on. After all, we are Rome, the greatest nation state in the world. We can't be defined by a single personality. I am told that the senators are beginning to approach the Capitol and that the speeches will begin shortly. 
as we prepare to hear the eulogies by Senator Romneus Brutus and Rudy Antony, let's review the facts. Today, a cohort of patriotic senators led by Brutus Romneus, Cassius Cheney, Ben Saska, and Caius Murkowski attacked and stabbed to death Julius Caesar during a closed-door Senate meeting. Some have dubbed this an assassination, but as we all know, we live in a cutthroat society and the survival of the Republic always subordinates individual lives. I'm sure that Caesar would have gladly given his life knowing that it was for the good of his beloved Republic of Rome. After all, life is fleeting. Rome is forever. The patriotic, family values, Republicans who carried out this overdue transition of power even had the decency to invite Roman hometown hero, political outsider, and close friend of Caesar's, Rudy Antony, to offer a eulogy. A copy of Caesar's will has been leaked to us by an anonymous source close to Caesar. Expect Antony to refer frequently to this and to use language that alludes to Caesar's practice of handouts to the poor or, quote, filling the general coffers, unquote, as well as highlighting Caesar's 75 drachmas stimulus checks. These checks, in the amount of 75 drachmas, will supposedly be sent to every Roman citizen. I have, as you know, reported before on Julius being a welfare Caesar. Expect Antony to also refer to Caesar's public works programs, such as the opening up of, quote, his walks, his private arbors, and new planted orchards, unquote. Also, expect Antony to make a big deal of Caesar's charade of refusing the crown on the Lupercal. This refers to the recent political melodrama when Antony made such a public show of offering Caesar a crown. But once wasn't enough. Oh no, Antony had to offer the crown to Caesar three times, and Caesar three times had to refuse the crown, each time more dramatically than the last. Listeners, don't be fooled by this cloud of rhetoric and mock humility. Yes, I've just gotten word. Romneus Brutus is approaching the pulpit. We will be satisfied! Let's be satisfied! Then follow me and give me audience, friends. Cassius, go you into the other street and part the numbers. Those that will hear me speak, let them stay here. Those that will follow Cassius, go with him. And public reasons shall be rendered of Caesar's death. I will hear Brutus speak. I will hear Cassius and compare their reasons. Run separately, we hear them rendered. The noble Brutus is ascended. Silence! Be patient till the last. Romans, countrymen, and lovers, hear me for my cause and be silent that you may hear. Believe me for mine honor and have respect to mine honor that you may believe. Censure me in your wisdom and awake your senses that you may the better judge. If there be any in this assembly, any dear friend of Caesar's, to him I say that Brutus's love to Caesar was no less than his. If then that friend demand why Brutus rose against Caesar, this is my answer. Not that I loved Caesar less, but that I loved Rome more. Had you rather Caesar were living and die all slaves than that Caesar were dead to live all free men? As Caesar loved me, I weep for him. As he was fortunate, I rejoice at it. As he was valiant, I honor him. But as he was ambitious, I slew him. There is tears for his love, joy for his fortune, honor for his valor, and death for his ambition. Who is here so base that would be a bondman? If any speak, for him have I offended. Who here is so rude that would not be a Roman? 
If any speak for him have I offended, who here is so vile that will not love his country? If any speak for him have I offended, I pause for a reply. None, Brutus! None! Then none have I offended. I have done no more to Caesar than you shall do to Brutus. The question of his death is enrolled in the capital, his glory not extenuated wherein he was worthy, nor his offenses enforced for which he suffered death. Here comes his body, mourned by Rudy Antony, who, though he had no hand in his death, shall receive the benefit of his dying, a place in the commonwealth, as which of you shall not. With this I depart, that, as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome, I have the same dagger for myself, when it shall please my country to need my death. Live, Brutus! Live! Live! Bring him with triumph home unto his house! Give him a statue of his ancestors! Let him be Caesar! Caesar's better forts shall be crowned in Brutus! We'll bring him to his house with shouts and clamors! My countrymen! Peace! Silence! Brutus speaks! Peace, ho! Good countrymen, let me depart alone, and for my sake, stay here with Antony. Do grace to Caesar's corpse, and grace his speech tending to Caesar's glories, which Rudy Antony, by our permission, is allowed to make. I do entreat you, not a man depart, save I alone, till Antony have spoke. Stay, ho, and let us hear Rudy Antony. Let him go up into the public chair. We'll hear him. Noble Antony, go up. For Brutus' sake, I am beholding to you. What does he say, Brutus? He says, for Brutus' sake, he finds himself beholding to us all. True best he speak no harm of Brutus here. This Caesar was a tyrant. Nay, that's certain. We are blessed that Rome is rid of him. Peace! Let us hear what Antony can say. You gentle Romans! Peace, ho! Let us hear him! Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it was a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, for Brutus is an honorable man, so are they all, all honorable men, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. He hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the looper call, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and sure, he is an honorable man. I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withholds you then to mourn for him? Oh, judgment, thou art fled to brutish beasts, and men have lost their reason! Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till it come back to me. Methinks there is much reason in his sayings. If thou consider rightly the matter, Caesar has had great wrong. Has he, masters? I fear there will the worst come in his place. 
marked ye his words, he would not take the crown. Therefore, tis certain he was not ambitious. If it be found so, some will dare abide it. Poor soul, his eyes are red as fire with weeping. There's not a nobler man in Rome than Antony. Now mark him. He begins again to speak. But yesterday the word of Caesar might have stood against the world. Now lies he there, and none so poor to do him reverence. O oh, masters, if I were disposed to stir your hearts and minds to mutiny and rage, I should do Brutus wrong, and Cassius wrong, who, you all know, are honorable men. I will not do them wrong. I rather choose to wrong the dead, to wrong myself and you, than I will wrong such honorable men. But here's a parchment with the seal of Caesar. I found it in his closet. Tis his will. Let but the commoners hear this testament, which, pardon me, I do not mean to read, and they would go and kiss dead Caesar's wounds, and dip their napkins in his sacred blood, yea, beg a hair of him for memory, and dying mention it within their wills, bequeathing it as a rich legacy unto their issue. We'll hear the will! Read it, Rudy Antony! The will! The will! We will hear Caesar's will! Have patience, gentle friends! I must not read it! It is not meet you know how Caesar loved you. You are not wood, you are not stones, but men. And being men, hearing the will of Caesar, it will inflame you, it will make you mad. Tis good you know not that you are his heirs, for if you should, oh, what would come of it? Read the will, we'll hear it, Antony. You shall read us the will, Caesar's will. Will you be patient? Will you stay a while? I have o'ershot myself to tell you of it. I fear I wrong the honorable men whose daggers have stabbed Caesar. I do fear it. They were traitors, honorable men. The will, the testament. They were villains, murderers. The will, read the will. You will compel me then to read the will? Then make a ring about the corpse of Caesar and let me show you him that made the will. Shall I descend and will you give me leave? Come down. Descend, you shall have leave. A ring, stand round. Stand from the hearse, stand from the body. Room for Antony, most noble Antony. Nay, press not so upon me, stand far off. Stand back. Room, bear back. If you have tears, prepare to shed them now. You all do know this mantle? I remember the first time ever Caesar put it on. Twas on a summer's evening in his tent, that day he overcame the Nervii. Look. In this place ran Cassius' dagger through. See what a rent the envious Saska made? Through this the well-beloved Brutus stabbed, and as he plucked his cursed steel away, mark how the blood of Caesar followed it, as rushing out of doors to be resolved if Brutus so unkindly knocked or no. For Brutus, as you know, was Caesar's angel. Judge, O oh you gods, how dearly Caesar loved him. This was the most unkindest cut of all. For when the noble Caesar saw him stab, in gratitude, more strong than traitor's arms, quite vanquished him, then burst his mighty heart, and, in his mantle muffling up his face, even at the base with Pompey's statue, which all the while ran blood, great Caesar fell. Oh, what a fall was there, my countrymen! Then I and you and all of us fell down whilst bloody treason flourished over us. Oh, now you weep, and I perceive you feel the dint of pity. These are gracious drops. Kind souls, what 
Weep you when you but behold our Caesar's vesture wounded? Look you here, here is himself, marred, as you see, with traitors. <gasps> oh, piteous spectacle! Oh, noble Caesar! Oh, woeful day! Oh, traitors! Villains! Oh, most bloody sights! We will be avenged! Revenge! About! Seek! Burn! Fire! Kill! Slay! Let not a traitor live! Stay, countrymen! Peace there! Hear the noble Antony! We'll hear him! We'll follow him! We'll die with him! Good friends, sweet friends, let me not stir you up to such a sudden flood of mutiny. They that have done this deed are honorable. What private griefs they have, alas, I know not that made them do it. They are wise and honorable and will, no doubt, with reasons, answer you. I come not, friends, to steal away your hearts. I am no order as Brutus is. But as you know me all, a plain, blunt man that love my friend, and that they know full well that gave me public leave to speak of him. For I have neither wit, nor words, nor worth, action, nor utterance, nor the power of speech to stir men's blood. I only speak right on. I tell you that which you yourselves do know. Show you sweet Caesar's wounds, poor, poor, dumb mouths, and bid them speak for me. But were I Brutus? And Brutus Antony, there were an Antony would ruffle up your spirits and put a tongue in every wound of Caesar that should move the stones of Rome to rise and mutiny. We'll mutiny! We'll burn the house of Brutus! Away then! Come! Seek the conspirators! Yet hear me, countrymen, yet hear me speak! Peace, ho! Your Antony! Most noble Antony! Why, friends, you go to do you know not what? Wherein hath Caesar thus deserved your loves? Alas, you know not... I must tell you then, you have forgot the will I told you of? Most true. The will! Let's stay and hear the will! Here is the will and under Caesar's seal. To every Roman citizen he gives, to every several man, seventy-five drachmas. Most noble Caesar, who avenge his death? All royal Caesar! Hear me with patience. Peace, ho! Moreover, he hath left you all his walks his private arbors and new-planted orchards on this side Tiber. He hath left them you and your heirs forever, common pleasures to walk abroad and recreate yourselves. Here was a Caesar. When comes such another? Never, never, come away, away. We'll burn his body in the holy place and with the brands fire the traitor's houses. Take up the body! Go fetch fire! Pluck down benches! Pluck down forms, windows, anything! Now let it work. Mischief, thou art afoot. Take thou what course thou wilt. Well, there you have it. Mischief is afoot indeed. May the honorable Republicans rise against the sea of mutiny and protect our Republic from her enemies. Life is fleeting. Rome is forever. This has been Octavian Neomius, reporting live from the Capitol for the Republic of Rome Forum, where, if you're a true believer in the Republic for which we stand, then you call yourself a Republican. A tu brute. This has been an Upstart Crow Youth Shakespeare Troop production. Visit our website, 
upstartcrow.org, where you can learn more about our troupe and find a link to donate. The actors were Naomi Kempke as Octavia Naomius, Nick Sorensen as First Citizen, Simone Whiskerhoff as Second Citizen, Savannah Betcher as Third Citizen, Zach Bowman was Romneus Brutus, Kai Sackrider was Rudy Antony. Our sound tech was Soren Sackrider. This podcast was mixed and edited by Marshall Saunders of MN Podcasting. Lend Me Your Earbuds is adapted and directed by Sam Bardwell. Thanks for listening. Thank you.